Hello, everyone. It's Brian Rosen here again for another episode of Happy Hour Live with Brian Rosen, where we are not an hour, we are not live, but we are indeed happy. And today, interesting, we're going north of the border to the province of Canada, or country of Canada, I should say. <laughs> country. <laughs> That's right. Well, they changed that recently. And Alana Thompson um, is one of the founders, one of the principals of Wreck Beach Spirits. Full disclosure, we sell them in a multitude of states. But you could be, Alana, our first guest that is a Canuck. A Canuck. And until just last week, banished from your country. Oh, you, you were banished last week. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been banned um, for five years. And last week it was just lifted. I just got a waiver. So I'm going to be heading down south to sell some uh, boozy freezies very soon. You know, there's generally when, forget suppliers, but just in real life, in the interest of great stories, when someone says they're banished from something, there's usually, <laughs> there's usually a great story that is part of that. And I'm hoping that's the case, but I'm not sure if it is. Well, most definitely. So way back when, long ago, when Alana was in her 20s, I improvised a cocktail hidden inside what we call in Canada, Mr. Freezy. And I sold it um, right under the police's nose on a party beach in Canada called Wreck Beach until uh, they, the cops realized there was booze in, in the Freezy, got pissed. And uh, for the next three years, as I sold it, it involved um, getting banned from the beach temporarily, taking separate routes up, having Sherpas bring it down, using disguises. Until one day I got a call. Um, I picked up an unknown number, which was unusual. And they Don't ever do that. That's never a good sign. <laughs> right? Especially after a couple of cocktails. And they said, this is the RCMP. We're at your front door with a search warrant for boozy freezies. Are you going to come to the door or are we going to kick it down? Jesus. I'm like, well, I'm not coming home. I guess you're <laughs> going to kick it down. <laughs> and uh, then... Uh, oh, to be totally honest, I, I, I drove past with my friends and I, I bumped into the police and I said, well, I'll, I'll be right around. And instead of coming to the door, I, I, I ran. So it was two weeks of uh, hanging out at my friends and having a lawyer discuss with the police when I'm going to hand myself in. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was a scary time, but uh, you know, look, I ended up, you now. Yeah. ended up with a slap on the wrist, thank God. And then uh, on my way to Burning Man. I got uh, denied at the border. Had to turn back, and since then I've been banished. And now it's been five years, and and they finally lifted it. So now I can go down south and see my product in stores, which is it's been my dream since I I hit it in the Mister Freezing, starting so in two thousand eight. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> a um, little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna pick and choose. Um, so is it fair to say? That boozy freezy is born of your incredibly illegal Canadian activities. Yes, it is um, born from that, and it is born from my propensity to. Well, I didn't want to do something blatantly illegal, but it was like it was my halfway. Like, oh, it's not legal, but you know, it's it's hidden in what looks legal. Uh -huh. Uh, and the, and, so the, and, and the illegal piece would be that you're 
freezing booze or that like what what's it what's illegal about it unless because you're obviously not paying taxes and you're not checking ids well okay so rec beach is a clothing optional beach so yeah that was, that's missing from the story earlier, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh it i wasn't checking ids but people that go down there aren't generally you know your 16 year old's not comfortable with themselves generally and where do you put an id if you're naked just point of curiosity um you know what? That's, uh, different, that's different, something different that we podcast. love to the, the, the imagination. Uh, but I did make uh, people that were were possibly um, underage. I made I made them swear in their mothers' lives that they were they were legal age. Seems, and up in up in Canada, it's nineteen. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, it's not so much as of a push. Okay, so uh, let me recap. Let me let me repeat what I think I'm hearing. You've got this great idea, and it was born out of just a little bit of left of center of what is common. Oh, and it was, it was, so I, you were asking why it was illegal. So it's, I didn't have a liquor license to sell booze down on the beach. Like in, in Canada, the, the rules are pretty archaic, uh, pretty old school. So uh -huh. like cops will show up on ATVs on a beach and dump that one beer that you're drinking. Like it, it's, they're pretty intense about it. Um, so yeah, I didn't have a liquor license, but I did pay, I bought the liquor from the government liquor store where right. they make their 73% margin. So they got their money. <laughs> yeah. They didn't get, they just didn't get it twice. Yeah. They didn't get it twice, which, you know, if they, I would have been happy to have a license and given them. So, you know, it's funny. We, we've done, you know, we, we collect about 30 to 40,000 kind of downloads of this podcast every week. And a lot of the people, a lot of the responses I get, and I know I can predict right now what I get, what I will get when you get, you get up and posted uh -oh. is <laughs> I have, this is from the comments, you know, I've done this before. What's wrong with what they're doing. I totally get it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so look, there's the same way great businesses are born out of COVID you know, the, the market shifts. I, I would say that you're, no matter how you started your business, you now have a business. And the, and the origins are not as relevant. The origin story is not as relevant, except for a good cocktail story, as opposed to where is the brand going? Would you agree? I think the history is important just in terms of, you know, it was a, a small business and I decided to grow it bigger. And so taking that big step, from starting your own small business to getting a lot bigger and I guess technically becoming a multinational corporation, it's a, a big jump and it, it seems like a big jump and it is and it's daunting, but it, it's a testament to pushing yourself and, and being okay with failure and asking for help. Sure, sure. And as many of our, uh, you know, as the people know that, you know, we talk about booze is one of the things we talk about. You know, we talk about product, we talk about marketing, we talk about finance, we talk about growth. Why are you in the U.S.? What about the United States drew you and your brand to it? Because you, you know, you're in Louisiana, Nevada, New York, Illinois, Kansas, Colorado, California, Texas. Why the U.S.? I mean, what, what about having success here has driven you and your partner to push for it? <sighs> It's so much more progressive in terms of liquor laws. It, you allow so many more fun products. You have better weather. It's, it's, it's a fun place to work in, so, which is why I'm excited I can go down there. Being, I don't want to say stuck in Canada, but like this is not, it, 
Canada doesn't have the climate that I yearn for. (laughs) And yeah, just the the freedom um, that Americans have. It it just made it just so much, so much more logical. And just the volume you have. Sure. You guys have 10 times the amount of people we have. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like you you have like wreck beaches now, you know, in the U S and selling in the U S and growing and every month they're getting more and more traction yet. Tim Hortons doesn't want to come here. So it's funny that some people are drawn to the U S and some people say Canada's good enough for me. Well, Tim Hortons is owned now by a U.S. corporation, I believe. Yeah. But I'm saying from a footprint standpoint, the brand recognition is so much greater, you know, in the North than it would be in say Florida. But I'm saying it's probably owned by a corporation that already owns, I don't know, like a big chain down there, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it is, you know, their variation, who knows. But yeah, sometimes it just, it sticks to one country and that's it. Whereas like Wreck Beach actually might just be more successful in the US and not as much Canada. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We deal with another Canadian entrepreneur that makes a tequila called Siempre. And these folks spend more time in the US than they ever do in Canada for the same exact reasons that you are, you're talking about opportunity, weather, of course, um, the U S is the gateway a lot of times to the rest of the globe. So yeah, listen, we're happy to have you. I think the consumers are happy to have you in the U S and so for people that don't know rec beach, how would you describe its iteration now? What is it now? What, what do you make and who is your audience? So we are a LGBTQ woman indigenous actually as well owned company and we created this company of course to make high quality uh, frozen and unfrozen spirit products to the masses but also our mandate is to when we get to a certain point uh, we want to be heavily supportive of lgbtq as well as dog rescue my passion when i was starting this was as i was always like what do i want to do with my life do i want to work in part of the machine but in order to help people, which would limit my freedom, basically working, you know, sure. a nine to five and yeah, having two weeks off in Canada, we don't get that much time off. Or do I create my own business? And then I it was kind of, wait, I can create a business that can also fund good in the world. So creating, helping nonprofits that deal with dog rescue, but not just putting, slapping a bandaid on it, like dealing with the actual cause of the issues. And then we also support gold standard, so carbon offset and sustainability. So there's there's a lot we're doing with it, and it's also we you know we say we say saving the world one cocktail at a time. Yeah. <laughs> the um, do you feel as though from an LGBT community, an indigenous community, do you feel as though that's a community that will that will support aggressively, or do you feel as though that's just one sliver of the overall brand ethos. That's just who we are. Whether they choose to adamantly support us, we just want to embody our brand and whatever sure. sticks with people sticks with people. And now, and that might actually also turn other people off and that's fine. I mean, you can't be everyone's jam. Yeah. Well, I don't, you cannot be everyone's jam. It's <laughs> funny. The, there, there's been a strong push towards, you know, the last two or three years supporting of, of the community as well as other cause-related support, right? And it's received so much more authentically when it's who you are and the life you live as opposed to a marketing technique from Procter & Gamble. And I think that 
what you're putting out there in your marketing and your own ethos will resonate across all communities. And it won't be perceived as a marketing play as much as it is, this is who we are, take it or leave it. And you should, be, you should see rewards by purchases from that. Well, and that's the thing about me is that like, I'm not able to put out what I'm not. I'm very, no bullshit. Um, sure, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I, I, I can't put up a front and pretend we're not something and I can pretend we're something else. And that's also why I don't actually deal with a lot of my social media um, because say, if we'll get like homophobic comments and like, it's, it's a rule that Alana does not deal with those. We have now a, a captain of diversity, which is my girlfriend. Uh, she's an unofficial captain of diversity because uh, in her, her actual job, she has to eloquently put things in writing. And so <laughs> yeah. take, taking those comments and not just saying F you, but using them to state who we are and show compassion right. for that person. Yeah. The, I mean, the, love. The, the great mouthpiece Gary V would say, you know, something similar. He, he would say, if you're taking the time out to hate me, you really hate you. And he didn't say it like that. I just quoted that, but you can give me credit. But, the, <laughs> that, but, that, but that's a legitimate thing. You know, we, for people that, you look, you know, we, we post these online. Our social media following is in the 100,000 plus range. And, and people say all sorts of things. And, I, and my, the question always is, how, how unhappy are you to post about us? You know, to, if I'm doing an interview about Rec Beach and its founders, and this is the ethos of who they are, and they're in fucking Canada, and you're in Tampa, Florida, who gives a shit? If you're taking time out to, to really gas on the fire, and that's more of a representation of your own inability to deal with the current world than anything else. Once I've adopted that, and I've adopted that years ago, it made my life a lot easier, um, and it sounds like you've done the same. Yeah, because I just look at it like your anger, your hatred is just soul sucking for you. Yeah. It, it just takes so energy, so much energy to be angry. Yeah. So well, it's yeah. Just, you have to have compassion for that. So back, let's talk about the brand. Who, who buys, who buys Rec Beach? Why do they buy it? Where is it sessionable? What are your goals for the brand? Not only today, this month, but you know, five years down the road, if you could look at yourself in five years, what do you see? So, you know, anyone from, 21 up generally 21 to say 40 45 our brand is we're colorful we're cheeky we don't you know we don't take life too seriously but it's important to us that we have like good quality products which is it, it's what the market's going to, towards these days yeah there's there's absolutely the cheap and dirty products that people are still drawn to mm. um, people want their sugar hits but more and more people are going to um, less sugar, which we, we have monk fruit in ours, which, which is a Southeast Asian fruit and it's super sweet. So we use that with just a dash of sugar. So we brought down the sugar content and then, and also we use purees and fruit juices. And so, yeah, we're really going for that emerging market that really cares about having good cocktails, good quality, which is why you have the, yeah, the low sugar, the, the, the big beasts we won't mention in the market that are just churning things out and just printing, printing money. Um, but I think people are also 
people are all in, are more interested, not more interested, but a lot of people are interested in smaller brands that are bringing unique things out and, and have, yeah, as we've discussed, more of a soul. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, cause-based brands became all the, I mean, we've been, Bevstrat's been selling booze for nearly 10 years and, and only in the last, I mean, we've saved the Tigers. We've had other LGBT supportive brands. We've the mountain island, the mountain lion, the seagulls, the turtles, fire, forest fires. We've saved them all. So cause bait. It's funny. A lot of the demographic of the drinker is changing now to a younger, more socially conscious person. And as such, they buy with their heart and not just their wallet. With that being said, they're buying something that supports a cause they believe in, whether it is dog rescue, whether it is LGBT, whether it is a straw in the mouth of a turtle, whatever those, you know, whatever those causes are, your audience, and it's clear, right? It's, it's part flavor, it's part quality, it's part price, it's part packaging, and it's part principles, right? And, and so you and Emily are on all five, you know, kind of pillars of that star. And whether you know it or not, and I guess the question is, did you do that consciously or was that just a combination of good timing and good brains? Uh, to be honest, we, we didn't put that much research into it when we began it. Um, yeah, it just, it, it's just our principles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people buy principles, right? They buy, that, that's a great way to hang your hat. Right. So kudos to you. And, and where, so just for the people that want to eventually buy this, um, as it continues to proliferate through the market, there's cans and there's freezies. What's the what and the why? Why cans? Why freezies? And why are they different? So the cans are only in the BC market. So they're only up in Canada. Okay. Um, so we just launched the boozy freezy in the US, which actually isn't allowed in, in BC. In ah, and the most of Canada doesn't allow the boozy freezy. But your um, your police officer can ride a horse, but you can't <laughs> you can't have a boozy freezy. That's fucked up. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Uh, so just the boozy freezy line um, is available in the U.S. And then of course we're going to be coming out with different line extensions happening and new innovative products um, for 2022. We're super excited about right. all in the U.S. So we're really focusing on the U.S. That's that's our jam. I'm I'm going to be down there half of my time. That's great. And, what, yeah. and yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you there. And then, and then one of the things, you know, we've handled other supply chain, uh, cold supply chain or frozen supply chain type products. And what you've done, which is really smart is you you are not cold supply chain. So retailers and consumers can really have this uh, be shelf stable on a shelf as opposed to taking a valuable cooler real estate, which is really smart. And I don't know, again, you've, you've given well, me a lot about of, that. I thought about that though. That, oh, was, so, that wasn't well, just that. I was going to say, a lot of entrepreneurs are successful by mistake sometimes, or they start by mistake. They discover something, you know, they have one of those, oh, why don't we do that moments? And, you know, there's got to be a better way moments that you see on Shark Tank. Yeah, initially, um, we're like, no, no, we cannot do cold storage. That is just such a headache. Um, yeah, well, just, you're right. It's just very expensive. Like, I, 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 it, we can't come in at a reasonable price. And we also actually, we do, we, we're Canadian owned. But we are, we're 100% made in the U.S. Um, so our production happens in the U.S. And uh, most of our ingredients are actually created in the U.S. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And what, and so three years, what do you see? What are you doing? Where are you? What are your retailer goals? What are your goals as a business? Where do you want to be? I want to be everywhere. 
<laughs> of course, I want to be in the Bevmo. I want to be in Total Wine. I want to be, I want to be in every state. And then, yeah, our goals are mostly as much as we can conquer the U.S. I mean, it's a big goal, not conquer the U.S., but you know, be be everywhere in the U.S. It's it's a big goal. It takes a lot of work. So we're just focusing on that. We're not going outside the U.S. Yeah, uh, that that there's there's enough real estate there to work on. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's no question. And how are you finding? the reception in the U S to be to, to, and look, people don't care if it's from Canada or from wherever, but how are you finding the, the U S responding to your brand, to your ethos, all of that? Well, when I thought of this in 2008, there was, as far as I know, there's no, no freezies out there. And then I started seeing a couple of brands like five years ago and then we started development three, four years ago. We were supposed to actually be in the market uh, in 2018. And then 2020, 2021, all of a sudden these competitors just blew up. So it's been, we weren't kind of first in the game, which is kind of like, hey, this was yeah. my idea originally. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, yeah. First, but, first but the market, <laughs> it gets that. Yeah. But having, coming out with a totally different angle um, of the quality and the fruit juices and all that. Um, so it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be an issue. Not at all. We're coming out with a di totally different stance and a totally different product and totally different packaging. Um, so our response say when we've gone into all these different stores, even with quite a lot of competitors now in our category, um, say like my Emily was on the road, my business partner, my, my other half, my ex-girlfriend and CEO. I don't even want to know how that dynamic, dynamic <laughs> how you work with that dynamic. Yeah. It, it, it's a lesbian thing. Lesbians are generally friends with all of their exes. That's a gift. That's a gift. <laughs> well, I was, I, I don't understand how you can love someone and be in a relationship and part ways and all, just make them the devil. It just doesn't make sense. I can't speak for <laughs> heterosexuals everywhere, but I can tell you that that's, that unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately is pretty common. You, you break up with someone, guy or girl, and uh, there's a lot of time has to pass to make that relationship friends again. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I understand that side. Um, yeah. It just, it just works out differently. It seems like when you're the same sex, I don't know, just different, like cause different, same communication styles, I guess, make it a little easier. Anyway, let's, let's mind, I digress. Um, so Emily was going into stores and, um, you know, you get the cooler with dry ice. And so they can try it when it's frozen. And they've tried the different competitors and they have this bar. And then Emily comes in because I was banished until last week. So I haven't been able to go down there. And she opens up the cooler and cuts open a frozen one. And they're like, can I, can I say shit? Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, like holy yeah. shit okay absolutely and so everyone that's that every store she's visited they've said yep we'll take it um even if they have a lot of competitors the the, the taste sells itself there you go well, that's a good listen it's that's a real you know one of the things this business the liquor business in general is got there's fifty thousand brands registered for cola in the u.s there's oh only 500 brand totally there's only 500 <laughs> brands that have red, repetitive skew velocity so when you're a new brand coming into a market, you are not creating a new drinker. No, no, no. You're not creating extra shelf length. You're not creating a new cooler door. You've got to steal drinkers from your competitors. That's the only way to get share. So the, the family's down there and she's doing her thing and you're going to come down here and do your thing. Then what you're going to do is you're not creating a new drinker and you're not creating more 
physical. You're not David Blaine, right? You're not creating more space when none existed. You're, you're stealing a customer from someone else. And that's the only way for brand growth. Only way. That's why if, if, you're, if I'm a betting man, I bet on you, you ladies, because you're down there doing the hustle. You're not hoping it goes. You're making it go. And for all our young entrepreneurs, especially in the wine and spirit space that are out here, and they are learning what to do and how to do it, it is not at all about let's make a great product and hope the customer finds us. It's let's make a great product and cram it down their throat so they know we're alive, right? And as graphic as that may be, that's how you make it happen. So kudos to you and kudos to Emily for knowing that and doing that. that that's the impressive part of entrepreneurship. Making the product's the easy part. It's getting someone else to like it is the hard part. Well, and as I say, when I started this, had I known how much work and, and how many barriers there would be and, and the difficulty, I probably would have been way too intimidated. Oh, but yeah. I, I, was, I was totally ignorant. So it worked out. Well, so I jumped in, put all my chips bliss. in. We've been yeah. bootstrapping it still to date. And yeah, we're just fighting to get on those shelves. And we've got some, we've got some breaks, just like, just even reaching out long shot to say some CEOs and, and they respond and saying, sure. Oh, this is your story. Well, we'll give you a try. Yeah. Well, that's, again, that's, (laughs) that's breaking down. It's funny. There's a, there's a theme running through the show today, but it's breaking down barriers, right? It is breaking through doors, breaking through ceilings and, and being heard. And if that, if persistent. Yeah, and being persistent. So you guys are doing that. First of all, so so enjoyable. I didn't, you know, I, I knew your story superfluously, but now we're getting down to the nitty gritty, and I I'm grateful for it. Where can customers find your website? Wreckbeachspirits.com. And can they order from your website? They it will right now. It'll take you outside of our website to order off another website. Um, eminently, you will be able to order directly from our website. That's in the works right now. We're about to flip that switch. I love it. And I know that 4th of July is not a Canadian holiday, but will you be celebrating on the 4th of July, even though it's not your holiday? I was actually thinking of now that I can going into oh. the States and celebrating the 4th there of July. There you go. It's so much more fun. I, oh, I just sure. remember having like the best 4th of July on like um, on the Oregon coast. Um, yeah. Just, just on the beach and everyone like digs like big deep fire pits. I don't know if that still happens, but it's just like the vibe on the 4th of July is just, yeah, insane there. I love Rose, it. Rosé so all day. Rosé all day. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed talking to you. For our listeners, uh, wreckbeachspirits.com is the URL available, um, at least from a BevStrap perspective. Illinois, California, Florida, Colorado and other places around the country as well. Look them up. And ask for us in the store if you don't see us. And follow them on social. (laughs) They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram and elsewhere. Give them a shout. Uh, Alana, thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. 